0: Terms and conditions apply.
2: All right, all yo, right. Yo, yo, yo. Coming to you live from Philly, it's the Polly and Tony Fusco yo, Show. Yo, yo. As always, Polly Fusco here with Tony Fusco. And Tony made headlines again last week, didn't we? You know, we sure did. We had Andrew Bogut, NBA champ on the show, yep. and he let loose. About his ex-teammates, the Warriors, especially that tyrant, Steph Curry, and what a nightmare it was for him over there.
0: Yeah. You know, nobody's talking about it, but these tiny three-point shooters are prejudiced against tall people, and they're trying to get them out of the NBA.
2: It's terrible. And we exposed it. We did. Good journalism by us. Anyway, this week, you know, it's post-NFL draft. And, uh, you know, by the way, I thought it was the most boring NFL draft ever. You, Tony? Ugh, horrible. You know, all these QBs, they're so cookie-cutter, boring, they got nothing interesting to say. You know, that's why we thought we'd do them a public service and teach them how to be interesting. So today, we're going to bring on a QB who has tons of personality and other things, too, in the hopes that he could give some advice to these young QBs. Yep, and he's the best man for the job. Yeah, former number two overall pick to the Chargers, but should have gone number one, Ryan yeah. Leaf. And, uh, you know, we're going to get him to tell the truth about why he got kind of penalized, right, for being real, for being a real yeah. quarterback, unlike that phony human billboard Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning more like watching paint dry Manning good one, Tony. Anyway, before we get to Ryan Leaf in a few minutes, we got to go deep on our analysis of this year's draft. It's our top story. story. All right, all these people are saying it's such a great QB draft because so many QBs got drafted in the first round. So what? They know how to play football. Big deal. Knowing how to play football is like 20% Of what it takes to be an NFL quarterback. Isn't that right, Tony? Absolutely.
0: In fact, just to prove our point, we decided to put our heads together, as we always do, and give you our top five underappreciated QB draft picks of all time, so that you at home, or in your car, or in your home office, can understand what really makes a quarterback.
2: Yup, so here we go. The top five most underappreciated QB draft picks of all time. Let's kick it off at number five. Number five. Easy one here, Tony. Obviously, you gotta go with the 25th overall pick to the Broncos in 2010. None other than Tim Tebow. You know, people, Tim Tebow proved you don't even need to know how to throw a football to play quarterback. All you need is the
0: heart of a champion.
2: And also, the will, the win.
0: Yeah, Tim Tebow might have only completed 28% of his passes, but he 100% believed in all of them.
2: And now, big breaking news out of Jacksonville, our sources say head coach Urban Meyer is bringing Tim Tebow to the Jaguars as a ahem, ahem, tight end. Yeah, wink, wink, sure. More like you'll be one. Yeah, watch that. All right, that leads to number four on our list.
0: Number four.
2: Number one overall pick to the Colts in 1990, Jeff George. Yup. We all know the most important thing of being a quarterback. What is it, Tony? Maturity. Exactly. And nobody looked more mature than Jeff George. At the tender age of 21, he looked 47.
0: He had it all. The looks, the mustache, a little bit of a gut. He naturally earned all the players' respect because he reminded them
2: of their dad. Yup, and Jeff George wound up getting the richest rookie contract in NFL history at the time, $150 million. Good investment. Because Colts' ownership, they must have looked at him and thought, wow, this guy looks so old. Surely he must have a wife and four kids at home. Got to, you know, got to support him. Yep. All right. Moving on. Number three. Number three. Happens to be a number two pick to Washington in the year 2011. Of course, we're talking about RG3. Yep. You know, people, everyone out there seems to think you need a QB to be a QB for 15, 20 years. No. No. Nope. Don't you people realize there's a draft every single year? RG3 was terrific for a year. You got what you needed out of him, then you move on. That's what you do.
0: It makes perfect sense. Like, when you go to the supermarket, do you buy 1,000 gallons of milk to last you 15 years? No, because you know the supermarket's going to be there every year, just like the NFL draft is going to be there
2: every year. Terrific point, Tony. And you know, when you look back, if Washington had just followed this rationale and gone with E.J. Manuel the following year, everything would have turned out okay for them. Absolutely. All right, that leads us to number two on our list. Number two. Obvious one here, Tony. The number 88 overall pick to the Eagles in 2012. Of course, talking about Mr. Nick Foles. Nick Foles. Do we even need to, you know, do a segment explaining this one, Tony? No explanation required. No. And that's why right now, we can head straight to the top, the penthouse, because here it is, the number one most underappreciated draft pick of all time. Number one. Oh. By no coincidence, Tony, our guest for today, Mr. Ryan Lee. Yeah. 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 And instead of telling you about him, well, why don't we just use the power of our tremendous reach to get him on the line for you people right now. And that's where I see him right now coming on. So let's bring him on the Fusco Satellite Network.
0: Fusco Satellite Network.
2: All right, this guy, big time QB out of Washington State strong arm and an even stronger personality good for him heisman trophy finalist in 97 then in one of the great draft mistakes of all time he was picked number two to the chargers when he should have been picked number one to the colts we'll get into all that but uh he's the host of the rdl show on youtube let's bring him on ryan leaf welcome to the show welcome
1: what's up fellas how you doing
2: we're doing good. Well, frankly, we're glad to have you here because, you know, we're watching this draft. Yeah. These QBs, I mean, they couldn't be less interesting. They got no toughness. Yeah. No machismo. And that's why we thought we could bring you on and you can give him some advice, you know, on how to be a real quarterback. Yeah. So uh, let's start with Trevor Lawrence, number one pick to the Jags. He's about to meet all his new teammates. What's the first thing he should say to all of them to, you know, set the tone?
1: Well, he he probably should say, uh, you know, go find the guy that's been in the locker room the longest, uh, who's been a pro for as long as he can remember, and ask him how he did it, because everything starts over, and I think that was the biggest mistake I made was, you know, I I thought I had all the answers, I thought I was going to be coming there to be the savior, I mean, everybody was expecting that, but you're not capable of doing that at at 22 years old, with a bunch of men in that room, so go ask the the guys that have been there and how they did it. And then you follow their advice. Whoa, 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 what kind
2: of fucking answer is this? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on. You're Ryan fucking leaf. Yeah. Don't you think it's better if the quarterback comes in the room first day, looks around and says, Hey, I'm the captain. Now I'm the star. Nobody's ever heard of any of you fucks. So shut up. Do what I say. And uh, that's it. Don't you think that sets a better tone? Yeah.
1: Well, you know, that clearly didn't work for me. And that's exactly what the fuck I did, boys. And uh, it uh, sent me packing in four years as one of the biggest busts to have ever played in this game. So, yeah, if if there's any advice I'd give them is, is do exactly that and you won't be around for much longer.
0: Yeah, but your teammates said you were mean and hurtful and all this other bullshit. Didn't you say to them, hey. This is the National Football League, not romper room. So quit your crying and grow a nutsack at all.
1: Yeah, that's how I thought it should have been. I was like, what the hell is your problem, yeah. fellas? But clearly you have to play well to gain respect from NFL players. And, and I wasn't doing that. So I didn't have that going for me, plus the bad attitude, uh, similar to what you guys do in your, your profession oh, here. Hold on.
2: I think you're confusing a bad attitude with an honest attitude we give it to you honest right as did I yeah and uh you know look I just want to show you something because you said something there back there you said you weren't playing that well okay hold on you threw 15 picks your rookie season you know who threw 28 picks his rookie season Peyton Manning yep so come on
1: don't you think he also played 16 games
2: Nah, see, now you're just bringing up asterisks. Yep, a pick is a pick. Peyton should have been on the bench week eight.
1: Well, that's the thing, is if he would have been benched earlier, you know, what would have come of that? You know, let people learn on the job. I also don't know if I could have, if my, like, my mental capacity could have dealt with throwing for the most interceptions that year don't forget he also threw for the most rookie touchdowns ever that year. side note well that's
0: like. just a side yeah note, that's too. a side note i too. thought they were better off with jack trudeau they should have just kept him you know commander than peyton manning but that's just, just me
1: or just let marshall Fault play quarterback running back everything that, that would have probably worked out a hell of a lot better for those mangy colts
2: well you know all right talking about the colts Let's go back to, you know, before you were drafted, okay? You were being pursued by the Colts, right? At one point, it was down to you and Peyton. Then they had an interview, and you didn't show up. Now, that move was widely criticized, but, you know, to us, that was a boss move. It was your way of telling them, I operate on Ryan Leaf time, not Colts time. Was that what you were trying to say?
1: A little bit. I mean, but we didn't intentionally miss the meeting. The Chicago Bears asked me to get an MRI on my thumb, so it just— it worked out perfectly because Jim Mora got into a, just a just a rip-roaring, angry mess about it. And, uh, you know, we had made it pretty clear that we weren't really interested in going to Indianapolis. We wanted to go to San Diego, the West Coast, the beaches, the babes, all of the things. Yeah. I was from the West Coast, had family there. So, I mean, it worked out in our benefit. You know, it worked out in our benefit. Uh, it wasn't intentional, but, hey, you know, we, we took what we could get with that deal.
2: Yeah. So just so I make sure I understand this on a deeper level— When you were scouting teams, your two highest priorities were tits and ass. Is that true? That's true. That's why you went San Diego?
1: I mean, they, they, they were more, they were more scantily clad than, uh, than those in the Midwest around Indianapolis. I would, I, I could have only imagined, yeah,
0: now I, you're I don't, talking. I
1: don't, you know, I, I don't think, I don't think I'd, I don't think I'd be able to find a, a good woman in Philly, but that's just, oh, uh,
2: what oh. are you talking about?
0: You, you had to you go couldn't there. handle a spicy Philly girl. Let me
2: tell you something. My mom would have banged you so hard. You would have shown up on the injury report. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, you know, you had to go there, and that was uh, that's, it yeah. shows, I guess why this is why people didn't like you so much. Now I can kind of see. Yeah, you know, let's, let's talk of another reason you know, you kind of uh, overstepped your bounds there. We didn't think so. After you got picked by the charges, you remember, what did you do that night? You went to Vegas, right? Partied all night long. This was criticized. This was criticized. But you know, I thought is you should have done it. And two, That's do you think you the problem it. was that you didn't invite your coaches and your teammates to come with you? You know, as a I, team no, bonding. T- I invited
1: my coaches, and my teammates. Oh. I invited the owner came with us. The owner came with me. You know, oh. he's the one who he's the one who dropped us off. You oh. know? so I mean, it was an opportunity for my boys from Montana who didn't get to make it to New York to celebrate everything we've done. Didn't really party that much. Just gave each one of them 500 bucks and said, enjoy the night. And we just, we just went out and celebrated. So yeah, I mean, the optics of it look shitty, but come on now. Who at 22 years old, who's just drafted in the NFL, um, you know, isn't going to enjoy the night like I did. And I'm glad I did it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't do anything else. Uh, any other way? Agreed. I, uh, I I loved the time I got to spend with my family and my friends that night celebrating something that I that no one had ever accomplished ever in the state of Montana and still hasn't.
2: You, you know, and you you make a great point, and this is why you are better than Peyton because Peyton would have never okay. done that. Peyton's not a real no, person. Nope, it's a robot,
1: right? Yeah. yeah. Th- there you
0: go. Don't you think a better nickname for Peyton Manning would be Paint Dry Manning because he's like watching paint dry? Yeah.
1: Kind of worked out for him, so I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not
0: gonna bash it too hard, boys. Okay.
2: All right, all right. I see you playing the uh, you know, political game here, yeah. whatever. Good for you. Uh look, I just want to go back to something you'll know, clarify something you said a little earlier. Cause I just want to get this straight. I always assumed you were angry when Peyton was drafted ahead of you, but you're telling me that you weren't angry because you're not into uh, Midwest farm girls. You're into bikini-clad uh, South Californians.
1: I get that right. I thought I, I thought I was win- I thought I was winning. I thought I was th- I got the the better spot. So I wasn't I wasn't doing the rational thinking and, and looking at Marshall Falk and Marvin Harrison out there. I was like I said. I was looking at the beaches and the bay. Yeah, in the Coronado. Morning, that's, yeah.
0: That's,
1: that's that's all that it was about. You got I was your priorities. Not, yep. Yeah, I had my priorities. Right, And that's, that's, you know, that's the story that needs to be told. Yes, it does. This is great
2: advice for any young NFL player listening out there. You know, looking back now, do you think you would have had more success if another team drafted you? You know, the Chargers sucked, let's face it, no matter whether you were there or not. You know, what if you went to, uh, you know, a team that better understood your personality, like the Raiders with Gruden? You know, you could have told the teams to go fuck themselves together. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, I thought about that for a while. In fact, I, I, you know, I kind of blamed, you know, blamed the charges for a long time, but, uh, I, I use this saying, you know, wherever you go, there you are. And that's gotta be a thing that you guys live by every day too. Like no matter where you go, you're, you know, you just, you're the same same guys and people have to look at you like, Oh my God, these, you know, these shipbirds again, uh, same thing with me. Like no matter where uh, I showed up, uh, there I was. Right. Uh. That's, We're we're, we're kindred spirits, us, you know? We look in the mirror and we go, oh, fuck. Five minutes ago, I would have taken that as a compliment. kindred
2: spirits. How many Super Bowl rings you have? How many Super Bowl rings you got back there? I think I got two. Two? Two rings? Maybe one around your anus. Where's the other one? Would you buy
1: them? Tampa Bay. um, And uh, then I got got one from the Cowboys as an honorary one. Um, because once you're a cowboy, you're always a cowboy. So, uh, you know, I'll take them. Who cares? Wow. There you go.
2: See, this is, you have two Super Bowl rings just like Peyton. So there you go. It worked out. Proves our point. Same.
1: Same. We're we're winning. We're winning. He's a dad. I'm a dad. You know, life's life's grand.
2: There you go. So I think this is a, this is a good time for you to say it right now. Let's just say it. Come on, clear the air and let's, let's do this. Repeat after me. I was the okay. better QB than Peyton, and my career would have been better if my coaches and teammates would have just shut the hell up and let me be me. Go say that.
1: I uh, was the better quarterback than Peyton, uh, and uh, if I would have gone to another team and let the coach and the coaches would have let me be whoever the hell I wanted to be, I would be the one going into the Hall of Fame this year.
2: Whoa. Is that what you wanted to
1: hear? That is, is that what you wanted yeah. to hear? You, Was that was That's that cr- a bunch of horseshit. Oh. oh.
2: Well, guess what? Yeah, you're full of shit, all right. You're also full of off the show. Yeah. Because guess what? Ryan Lee, yeah. you better make like a leaf and leave. Yeah, time to you're leave the here. show. Off the show.
1: Goodbye. See ya. Scope Satellite what a bunch
2: of fucking idiots. Oh! Jay, hang up the phone. Is he up the line already? Oh, every week. Can you hang up? You know, Tony, I got to say after that, I can kind of see why your teams moved off them. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Ryan Leaf just went number two on this interview. Good one. Anyway, you you know, we can't let that get to us because, as always, we have big business to do at this point in the show. Another major sponsor lining up for this spot right here that we sold. So right now, we're going to do an ad for a big name in the world of bodybuilding and personal development, GNC. People, do you want to get huge? Then what you're doing, eating normal food. Every person out there eats normal food. And how many bodybuilders do you see walking around? None. That's why you got to get your bony ass, the GNC, and get your hands on their MetRX Big 100 Colossal Protein Bars, 20 grams of heavy-duty protein, and total meal replacement. And, uh, Tony, you've had a great experience with this wonderful product, haven't you?
0: Yeah. The other day, I went out with this girl i kind of been seeing on and off. Jackie, real willowy tiny girl, wants to go for brunch. We sit down at this foo-foo place and she says, What do you want off the menu? And I said, Don't worry, sweetheart. I brought my own brunch. GNC Metrex Big 100 Colossal Protein Bar. 20 grams of heavy-duty protein and total meal replacement. And she said, why don't you just order eggs and toast? And I said, "Your toast. This date is over. And then I went straight to my local GNC and saw a beautiful muscular girl behind the counter. She saw me popping my pecs and she said, Hey stud, what can I get you? And I said, Give me some of that Metrex meal replacement. And while you're at it, Throw in some girlfriend replacement dope, and we bang right there in the supply closet. What a wonderful story and a
2: true testament to the raw power of GNC products. Now, by the way, we got to say this, uh, you know, GNC is not an official sponsor of the show, but uh, once they hear this, Tony, yep. you know, they're going to be writing the checks. Yeah, huge so check coming out. They're going to be writing colossal, colossal big 100 checks. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, that wraps up uh, advertisement there. And look at that. That wraps up our show. Nope, so nope, uh, not nope, Wait, show.
0: wait. Oh, oh, no. If it isn't oh. uh, Producer
2: Jay. Producer hey, Producer Jay, Jay, you just reminded me uh, we could use a...
0: Producer replacement. Yeah. Corrections today. What? Tony, what? Tony, early in the show, you said Tim Tebow completed 28% of his passes.
1: Yep. You're, you're a little off. It was actually
0: 48% of his passes. Yeah. So what you're saying is he's even better than everyone thought.
2: Yeah, there you go. Uh, You're actually finally doing good work. You know? Thank you. Yeah, thank you, Producer Jay.
0: Now you're showing us how good he is. Finally. 48% is not very good, but let's just keep going. Pauly. What? You said Jeff George had the richest rookie contract. That is true. Yeah. But it wasn't $150 million. It was only $15 million. You added a zero at the end. Oh, yeah?
2: Well, uh. You're at the end of your employment on this show.
0: Yeah. And also, zero is how much time you have to leave this studio before we kill you.
2: Yeah, start running. Come on, let's move on. No,
0: one more thing: at what? the end of the interview you did with Ryan Leaf, Polly, you said, "Make like a leaf and leave." Yeah. I, I, I think you were trying to say, make like a tree and leaf."
2: No. What I was trying to say was, you need to leave as soon as possible or I'm going to murder you.
0: Yeah, I'm going to leave your body on the side of the interstate. Guys, it's called credibility.
2: Look it up. Okay, we will. If you go look up the obituary section, because uh, you're going to see a picture in there real soon. Yeah, of you. Yeah, that's enough. Because, you know, we got big breaking news to reveal. Breaking Here news. we go. Our number two guy on the list, Tony, on the show next week, just booked Super Bowl hero, Eagles legend, Nick Foles. Wow,
0: Nick Foles.
2: Can't wait for that one. Uh, in the meantime, we're not going to thank uh, Ryan Leaf, you know, just like the Chargers and uh, the rest of the NFL. But I will say this. Rate and review the show. Tell us how great we are. Hit that subscribe button. And also uh, look us up on Facebook, Twitter, uh, the Fusco Show. As always, great job, Tony. Same to you, Paulie. Another flawless show. There you go. All right. We'll see you next week, people. Bye.
0: See ya.